everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, and we are not joined by Dakota Lasky today. He is out sick for the week, so we've brought in uh, our very dependable uh, member of the Metroid team here, uh, Doominal Crossing Doom. How are you? It's been, uh, it feels like kind of it's been like forever since Metroid Dread was announced, but really it hasn't been that long, man. Yeah, I've kind of been in the opposite thing. Like, I posted on Twitter a few days ago, I think last Tuesday, like, man, has it really already been two weeks since Dread? Because I feel like it's only been like a few days, but no, we're we're just about to hit week number three, you know? We're recording on a, on a Monday evening, and tomorrow will be the three-week anniversary of Dread. It's, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, really, and like... See, I was the other way, because for me, it was like, we've done so much Dread content on the show here, and like, we've been, like, at least my Twitter feed is like, all Metroid, all the new Power Suit fan art and stuff like that, like, tons of Emmy uh, fan art, and like, all that good stuff, so I was, like, this thing feels like it's almost been here forever, but, I mean, yeah, it's like, three weeks tomorrow, that's crazy. Yeah, and for everyone that's listening to the uh, podcast on Twitter, can we get some Fs in the comments for Dak? Yeah, he. Uh, we're hoping that he kicks out, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think we've upgraded actually. So you know, he's just he's just practicing his uh, speed run strats. You know, he'll be back in no time with the uh, the one hundred percent ending. It's gonna be great, y'all. Yeah, I think I think he just wanted to watch awesome games done quick. He he's not sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> not you know, well, not the worst uh, excuse. Actually, no, not not really at all. Uh, Metroid Prime Two was uh, was going down earlier today, so I didn't get a chance to catch that. But I I think I'd love to go back and, and watch that. I I'm actually I don't really follow that too closely. Do they do is Super Metroid up this year? Uh, I'm not sure. I would imagine it's pretty much. I don't think there's been a year without Super Metroid, so I'd be surprised that's, if it wasn't. That's kind of like their their main event, right? Or like usually one of the main events. Yeah, like the big three that's usually there: Super Metroid, Ocarina of Time, and Mario sixty four. Like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a trio of iconic games to run right there. Some of the best of all time. Uh, but, but my friend, we uh, we took to Twitter. And asked everybody to give us some uh, Metroid Dread questions. And we asked you guys to submit those questions over on the Omega Metroid Discord server. And we got a ton of questions here to get through Doom. So I feel like we don't have a moment to waste. So uh, let's just let's just dive right in and get to some of these questions. And we're going to try and get them all. If we don't, uh, maybe we'll come back and, and grab them in the epilogue of an upcoming episode or two here in the near future. But... Uh, yeah, let's let's get uh, let's get started, man. I'm excited. We got a lot of great content here from a lot of our buds over on Discord, so I'm I'm ready to rock. Let's roll out. All right. So the first question comes from Russ from the Tomes of Evil podcast, which also f in the chat for Dak. He just uh, recorded a episode of that podcast, but I think the audio file was no good, so I'm not sure that that is ever gonna make air. Um, his first question is what do you think the likelihood is of another metroid game being an unlockable bonus in metroid dread i know it seems extremely improbable but it's not unheard of nes Troid was on prime and zero mission i would love to see an unlockable version of fusion or even better samus returns you know Doom, i got some thoughts on this one but you start us off uh, this one's going to be a real simple answer for me because, you know, that sounds really awesome and there's no way that Nintendo is going to do that um, now that we have uh, Switch Online or in a even more uh, even more of a fantasy future if for some reason they decide to bring Virtual Console back. 
Because, yeah, those were, like, really cool unlockable bonuses, you know? You had uh, NES Troid with Prime, uh, as well as the Zero Mission ending, like Russ mentioned. But that was before Nintendo realized, wait a minute, we can just make more money by reselling these games over and over again. And since then, you haven't really seen that. The closest, the closest that I have seen is in the Samus Returns Legacy Edition, which was an exclusive collector's edition in Europe. There was a bonus download code for uh, Metroid 2 on the 3DS, so you could play both the original and the remake. But that was a, specifically a collector's boat, a collector's edition bonus. It wasn't part of the game. It was a download code that you got. So yeah, yep. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of took the words, not out of my mouth, but very similar here. So, like, if that sounds so awesome, like, the idea sounds awesome, particularly Fusion, since this is going to be a direct sequel, but uh, Nintendo is going to be flushing money down the toilet if they do that, because I am, like, a firm believer that, um, A, Metroid Fusion is going to get remade, so that game is going to be sold for the Switch for full price some point in the future, B, I could see Samus Returns getting ported and sold for full price in the future. And C, uh, like you said, Game Boy Advance games, I think, make a lot of sense to come to Nintendo Switch Online. And you have to imagine that Metroid Fusion would be front and center at that list. So, uh, I don't see it happening. And you know what, D, um, it kind of made sense for the digital download of Metroid 2 with Samus Returns. And it made sense with uh, with NES Troid with Zero Mission. So those kind of make sense, and these ones just don't make as much sense. I think the idea is is like badass, but it's it's just not very probable, unfortunately. Yeah, we live in a different time now, and so I imagine if we are going to get those classic games, I would imagine they either come to Switch Online or Nintendo charges full price for a port. Yep. Um, all right, let's let's go on to Russ's next question here, and this is a really cool question, um, and I'm curious for your input here doom because i've never played these games but uh russ asks do you think metroid dread and games in general <clears throat> have up to the ante on boss battles thanks to the success of the Soulsborne hybrid franchise those games have excellent boss battles and it feels like samus returns borrowed from that formula of the player being against all odds with a tough opponent i'm thinking dig or not the wheel of fate is spun in to me metroid once inspired souls but now it's the other way around I, I have some thoughts on this, but what do you think about this? I've never played any of the Souls games. Yeah, I haven't played a Souls game either. I guess the closest thing I have played is um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which also um, borrows not only from Metroid, but as well as from the uh, Soulsborne series. And so I guess that's probably the closest I've played to one of those types of games. But the boss battles, I from what I've seen in like Dark Souls or uh, Bloodborne or Neo gameplay, isn't really the boss battles don't work quite the same as it does in those games. Um, as for Metroid, I feel like boss Metroid has always had like really epic boss battles. I think that's one of the series' yeah. stronger suits, in my opinion. I don't really think Samus Returns. I mean, um, maybe maybe if I did play a Dark Souls game, maybe I would see the similarities there. But as someone just looking from the outside in, they look like pretty natural evolutions of what's already been established in Metroid. I actually thought Diggernaut in particular felt more like something out of a Metroid Prime style game with the way you would spider ball up the legs. It reminded me a lot of Quadraxis from Prime 2. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so I've read this question and it, like, to be fair, like, like I said, I haven't played any of the Souls games or anything like that. But to me... I'm like, well, A, I, I feel like, yeah, like you said, Metroid has always had some, like, pretty intense boss battles. Like, you know, even 
even going back to to Metroid Prime, like you you kind of have those um, those boss battles that are almost like a puzzle. Like Flagra is more of a puzzle than it really is a boss battle. You know yeah. what I mean? And like I feel like in some respects, um, Deer Not is like that as well. But like you you also have in Samus Returns, like the ending Ridley fight is like to me very reminiscent of like the Super Metroid uh, Ridley fight, where it's just like this big brawl. Absolutely. And like and like I I feel like it. You know, if, if you want to look at the evolution of boss battles, like, you know, I look at Zelda, those always have really intricate boss battles. I, you know, lots of series have intricate boss battles. Mm-hmm. So I, I, maybe it's not uh, fair of me to say that Souls hasn't influenced the way that bosses in Metroid have, you know, kind of evolved over time. But I, I think that's just an evolution of boss battles in general. I, I think that, like, you know, people expect a little bit more, a little bit flashier, a little bit more cinematic. Um, but I, I do think that Metroid has that nice mix of like the boss battles that are kind of puzzles and then the boss battles that are fights and then the boss battles that are a little bit of both. So yeah, I, 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 maybe I'll play souls one day to fully answer this question because I've heard that they are right up my alley, but I just, I haven't ever played them for some reason. Yeah. Same here. There's definitely some that I've looking that I'm looking at. Like, you know, I want to play, um, Oh, what's the one that won game of the year, like a couple years, uh, years back. Uh, I can't remember. Bloodborne? Or, uh, no, no, no. Not Bloodborne. Uh, the uh, the the one God, the one that's in like Sek- medieval Japan. Yes, yeah, uh, Sekiro. Sekiro. Yeah, that one. Sek- yeah. You you just see you've seen a Canadian try and butcher pronunciation <laughs> of a. <laughs> uh, God, let's move on. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go to a question from Focus Wombat here. This is a a really good question, and I've seen it all over the place, everywhere since uh basically since dread was announced um wombat asks with dread being the end of samus's story with the metroids how will they continue the franchise just more prequels and spin-offs so i feel very strongly like just because this is the end of the story with the metroids does not mean it's the end of samus's story or the end of metroids as a species in particular like the the end of the story I think they said it will be the end of her story with the Metroids. I think that's what they said verbatim, but like that could be interpreted in a lot of different ways. That could be interpreted as the end of her story with the baby Metroid, which started in Metroid two continued in super, you know, had the Metroid DNA infusion. And maybe this is the conclusion to that. It could be the end of the story with the space pirates, which you've been battling in every single 2d Metroid game. It could be the end of the story with the dark Chozo. There's a lot of different ways that you can interpret that. And let's just say that it is the end of the story. And and Samus eradicates every metroid ever the space pirates are done um metroid prime has shown us that like you can really just like start a new story arc in a new game and it's it doesn't need to be connected to anything really in particular like yeah metroid prime had ridley and space pirates and stuff like that but i mean really for the most part like phase on was its own thing it was a new creation and that lasted for a trilogy of games so, so i mean i think that it's entirely feasible and likely that you know, Metroid 6 will do the same thing. If it, if it, if there isn't anything in Metroid Dread that doesn't kind of um, dovetail into Metroid 6, which I think there will be. Yeah, and going off that, Sakamoto, even in the um, in the interviews he's given, he's, uh, in a few of them, he's stated already that he already has other ideas of where to take Samus in the future that's not necessarily tied to this upcoming storyline. And so... I, I definitely think we will get more prequels and remakes for uh, remakes absolutely or por- in ports for mm-hmm. sure, and then prequels. I mean, you know, aside from the Prime games, which are obviously prequels, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if we got you know something like that. But 
I also don't think by any means sequels are out of the question. You know, even, you know, I do think Metroids will be present in some form, even if they're not like, even if they're not like the main overarching thread that connects the story together, they might be more of a background element or something like that. But even like you right. said, even if they are wiped out, you can always just create new threats. I mean, it's Metroid, it's sci-fi. You have the power to do anything. Yeah. And I mean, like, let's just say, I've seen also a few people say like, well, if there's no Metroids, why are they calling it Metroid? It, it doesn't matter at this point. Like, we're 35 years in. The series is just called Metroid, regardless of the, <laughs> if there's Metroids or not. Yeah, we talked about and, this. Or, sorry, go on. Well, I was just going to say, like, Samus has Metroid DNA, as far as we know, if you want to get really technical. So, like, that can just be a continuing theme, right? To, to have your Metroids in there. Not that I ever think that there will never be Metroids again. But, you know, if you wanted to get really granular, she's got that in her, in her blood. Yeah, I, I talked about this on the Discord, and I used Halo as a comparison, because for some reason, Halo keeps coming up in all our discussions on, like, random uh, different diatribes, but I was talking about H Halo, because the reason where Halo gets its name from, if you haven't played, if any of our listeners haven't played the games, it takes place on these artificially created uh, ring planets called Halos, because they're shaped like rings, and that's where, that's where the name of the game comes from. Halo 3 does not feature any Halo rings. Halo 4 does not feature any Halo rings. Halo 5 only features one in the post credit scene. Doesn't change the fact that the series is called Halo. That's just what everyone associates with Master Chief and the Covenant and all and all that jazz. And so I feel yeah. like I feel like the same thing applies to Metroid. You don't need to have a Metroid in a game for it um, to still have the time. I mean, we've and we've already seen it. Metroid Prime Hunters. I mean, granted, it's a spinoff. That game doesn't feature any Metroids. It's clearly still a Metroid game. And uh, I mean, let me let me go back to my well here. I mean, you know me, Mr. Zelda here. How many Legend of Zelda games don't have Zelda? Lots. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. We were talking about Halo earlier, by the way, and I, I buried the series and said that Skyward Sword was better than all of them. And you know what? I, I stand by that. That's why people don't like me, though. Because <laughs> I, I have to say things like that. The hard truth uh, I mean, you're Dak trying. Is, Dak is somewhere getting even sicker as he listens to this. So. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to get a Pokemon <laughs> character as the final Smash DLC, so I'm pretty sure you're the king of like getting everybody yes. to hate you. <laughs> yes, the, I, the more I people hate you, the more powerful that. he gets. Don't give in. <laughs> Some, sometimes you just gotta watch the world burn. All right, let's move on. Um, Focus Wombat is uh, is back with another cool question here. With Dread bringing new fans to the series and showing off a great new suit design. Do you think Prime 4 will do the same or go with a traditionally designed power slash various suit? Huh, that, you know what? That's a great question. And now that I think about it, um, I think that maybe we will see uh, a little bit of a different take on on the classic suit in Prime. And, and you know what? You even saw that in Prime 3 with like the PED suit. So I could definitely see Samus kind of rocking a, a new suit. And, and I think he would still get like the the same basic idea of the various suit and the gravity suit. Like you could maybe get something that changes your suit to a different color and is heat resistance, kind of like infusion where you have a new suit, but you get the same kind of base like uh, upgrades, I guess. And it changes your suit color. I could see that, or I could see them doing it like they did a Metroid prime two, where they have the little, um, the little pack that goes on your back that allows you to swim through water. So I think that there's a lot of leeway there, but yeah, I, I actually hope that they have like, a cool new schnazzy suit for Samus to rock in Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, honestly, I don't really know. I mean, it's hard it's hard to really speculate when we know, you know, nothing much about the game 
outside. It is the fourth Metroid Prime game, and it is coming eventually. But yeah, I I could see them. I could see them going with the uh, the classic Varia. I, I will say though, if they do, if they do stick with um the classic uh, Prime Varia, I could see them giving it some small updates because now. Because this is going to be our first Prime game using HD textures, and so I feel like they want to take advantage of that and add all sorts of um, different details to make the suit stand out even more. So even if it, if it, I could see it being based off that Prime design, you know, kind of like the uh, where you keep talking about Halo again, the the Halo Infinite suit, which is based off of the classic Halo uh, two and three suit, but it's mod, but it, there's all sorts of new details embedded into it, um, and the design is more uh, articulated now. Um, using modern console graphics. I could see something like that if they do um, the classic Varia. But also, like you said, I could totally see them go the uh, the Dread route or the Prime 3 route and just give Samus an entirely new suit altogether and use that to make Prime 4 kind of its own unique identity. Yeah. Yeah. I You know what? I actually, I'd be fine with either. And I think that for me anyways inherently it doesn't matter as much what the suit looks like in prime like because you're not looking at it very much um you know whereas in dread or infusion or in super you're looking at samus your entire adventure mm -hmm. and i think it's more important to me that like the the visor like the hud is is more clean and crisp and, and updated and stuff like that that's probably more important to me versus like what her actual actual suit is you know mm -hmm. so yeah but that's a that's a cool question um this isn't a question so much as it is a theory, but I thought that we could give our two cents on here, Doom. So uh, let's let's hear what Chris06 has to say. Um, this is a theory that him and a user in the Wikitroid server have been discussing. Emmy, for some reason, is capable of one-shotting Samus, even though the power suit is capable of protecting against any attack. The reason for this is because the Galactic Federation has advanced research on reverse engineering the power suit to the point that they can take on Samus herself. Evidence to support this is Silex's armor being stolen, Galactic Federation property. Uh, the purpose of Operation Gollum in Federation Force. So, basically, his, his theory is that uh, Emmy is basically a reverse-engineered Samus power suit made by the Galactic Federation. And, you know what? I, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I, I do like this theory, although I do want to point out this is not the first time that Samus has been caught in a one-shot kill moment. There's plenty of moments in... Metroid Other M, where if you don't react fast enough, Samus will insta-die. I think Hunters as well, if you um if you get crushed by the pistons in Morph Ball mode, you'll insta-die as well. But that's that's mm -hmm. neither here nor there. That's irrelevant. Um I think it's a cool idea, yeah, for sure. With um especially because, you know, the Federation has experimented on Samus multiple times in Fusion. They specifically um surgically removed her power suit. Um, it would totally, uh, it definitely seems within their uh, wheelhouse to uh, keep a little bit of those samples to themselves to uh, uh, do more research on. Yeah, and like, especially if, you know, um, Samus is, uh, let's just say, gone rogue, according to the Galactic Federation here, um, it would make sense that they would, you know, be looking for a way to stop Samus and, and you know, try to try to just, like, slow her down if Samus was eventually to start working against the Galactic Federation. So I, I think that that would uh, definitely make sense. Yeah, I believe so, I, yeah. I believe the official... I believe the official wording used to describe it is it's made of some of the strong... quote, some of the strongest stuff on Earth. I don't think that's a throwaway line. I think they're specifically hinting that we're going to find out what it's made of and that's going to be, like, a major reveal. Whether or not it has to do with Samus's power suit or not, that remains to be seen. 
Yeah, there you go. Um, also worth noting, too, Emmys are designed to capture and extract DNA from unknown creatures. So That is definitely up the Federation's alley. Could that alley. be Samus? Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, well, let's let's move on. I, I would love to... I'm sure we'll learn a little bit more about the Emmys, you know, obviously in the game and, and maybe in the lead-up as well. But, um, yeah, let, let's keep it going here. Accursed Hunter, Big Griff has about a million questions and we're going to answer <laughs> we're going to answer some of them and if we have time at the end we'll answer the rest of his but um I I did put in the ones that I thought were were really really cool so let's start off with this assuming ZDR is some sort of chozo planet could Samus get something like the unknown items from Zero Mission You know I uh I don't know if that idea really needs to come back. I, I think that it kind of worked in Zero Mission. Although, if I'm being honest, that was actually one of the things that I didn't... Not that I didn't like it, but I... You know, I just I kind of wanted to get my power up and, and have it and use it right away. Um, Storyline, it did make sense to wait and have that kind of unlocked once you do the final, um, you know, Chozo trial. But uh, I don't think it's impossible that something like that comes back. I, I think that that is going to be kind of replaced by like different Aeon abilities that maybe you won't have the power to unlock right away or to fully utilize right away. Um, and I, if my memory is serving me correctly, I think they do something like that in Samus Returns as well. So I could see that kind of being the, uh, you know, the reintroduction of that idea. Yeah, I think the thing with the unknown items in Zero Mission that might have left people underwhelmed is the fact that they're just items that you've already gotten in the past. I think it would have been more impactful if they were like brand new items that you got at the end of yeah. the test. Now, Zero Mission... That's a good way to put it. Now, Zero Mission for me was the second Metroid game I've ever beaten. So those all were new items for me. So I absolutely love the concept. But I could see if that, you know, if you've been around the block a few times, if you've played Super Metroid, then I can see how maybe the unknown item concept might have been a little underwhelming. Um, as for it coming back in Dread... Um, I personally don't see it, but I mean, hey, you never know. Like uh, like you said, I think they're going to focus more on the Aeon abilities and uh, how that plays into the Emmy cat and mouse gameplay. Yep, yep. All right, let's uh, let's keep it going. I actually, I really loved this question. My mind started uh, spinning at the possibilities here. But uh, Villager Lev asks, how possible do you think it is that we'll see DLC for Metroid Dread? I know the game isn't even out yet, but Nintendo seems to be getting into the DLC era for all their games. Even Master Mode for Breath of the Wild was part DLC, I believe. I'm not sure what the DLC would have other than another difficulty. So, I think it's very possible that this has DLC. Um, I don't... So I was trying to think of what exactly that would be, and like, in my mind, I was like, I don't know if they would do kind of like story DLC as they have with other big titles. Um, but I could definitely see them doing something like a, a Wave 1, Wave 2 kind of DLC, where, like, Wave 1 is, let's say, a harder difficulty, let's say maybe, like, a boss rush or something, or so something kind of um, ga more gameplay-specific, right? That you can... Or maybe it's maybe it's just new skins or something like that. But... Then I could see, like, maybe maybe Wave 2 is... Maybe it is a little bit of extra gameplay. Maybe there is something new to explore. Like, just because... I think I'm limiting myself in my thinking. You know, just because it's not a big 3D open-world title doesn't mean that we can't have additional um, story DLC. So I do think that that's possible. Um, I wouldn't... I don't know if I'd take it to the bank necessarily, but I I certainly think that it's, uh, it's possible. Like, to put it this way, you have... 
you had DLC for Breath of the Wild, but then you didn't have DLC for Link's Awakening. So, like, I feel like this game kind of falls somewhere in the middle of that, where, like, it's a... Not an older style game, but it's like a 2D game and, and kind of like more of a throwback, I guess, than a Metroid Prime would be, if that makes sense. Whereas, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think what I'm trying to say is I, I could see it um, happening. I hope that it does, and I would hope that they do story-like elements, but I think it's very possible, like, for sure, that there's, like, extra difficulties, uh, different gameplay modes, etc., etc. Yeah, Nintendo is really weird when it comes to DLC, because, you know, sometimes you'll get the obvious DLC sometimes, like, oh, I wonder if Smash is going to have DLC. Like, no, yeah, no duh, of course Smash is going to have DLC. But then you have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is far and away the highest-selling game on the Switch. It just does not stop selling. It refuses to stop. Can't stop, won't stop. And, I mean, there, it's gotten a couple free updates, but, like, of all the games you would think Nintendo would invest resources into making additional paid content for... They didn't do it with that game for some reason, um, despite it being an obvious choice. And then meanwhile, Luigi's Mansion 3 of all game got DLC, but it wasn't single-player DLC. It was multiplayer costumes and minigames, which nobody cares about. And so, I mean, yeah, you never really know with Nintendo. Sometimes, sometimes they do the obvious decision, and sometimes they don't do the obvious decision. And so, I think with Metroid, it could go either way. I'm going to lean towards no, just because I can't really see them spending that much additional resources for a metroid game at this time or if they did it would be something probably post-launch i could see that i could see it getting small free updates though um i was watching uh, a metroid youtuber by the name of doughboy who is uh featured in my over 20 minute uh long uh, metroid dread live reaction so definitely check that out and uh but yeah he he made a new video uh, shortly after that reveal, talking about stuff that he wants to see. And one of the things that he suggested was a randomizer mode. And I think that would be an yes. awesome free update for yeah, Metroid Dread. I had that uh, a little bit down the list, but let's just talk about it now. I, I think that I think that um, that would be like a wicked, a wicked downloadable content feature. But I don't know how realistic that is because i feel like to nintendo randomizers don't exist yeah like i i feel like they are not a thing in the nintendo wheelhouse so i as much as i would love to see that i don't even know if like you know somebody had suggested like oh maybe they could um maybe they could have some speed running content as downloadable content and uh i i, I don't even think we we discussed what that speed running content could be. If it was leaderboards or if it was whatever, right? Just something that focuses on speed running. And I also don't really know that that even exists in Nintendo either, which is very strange. But well, zero, yeah, well, zero I, mission, I zero mission infusion does have the um, the item checklist and the clock, but they're they're like really they're like unpleasantly difficult to access. Like you like have to dig in to like various different options to be able to toggle them, and then you have to unlock them first beforehand and. It's really it's it's it should be a lot simpler than it is, but um, yeah, I, I guess the difference here, and I'm not necessarily saying it makes it more or less likely, but something to keep in mind is that Mercury Steam is the primary team that's developing this, and Mercury Steam is not Nintendo, really. The so obviously they'd have to get it approved by Sakamoto and Nintendo, and you know the main um and and Mercury Steam is already working on another game. Yeah, that's too, true. Right yeah, now. yeah, um, but. I, I think that uh, to go back to the start here, so the law of Nintendo Switch game DLC, I just put this together in my head. The law of DLC is that if you are a port, you get no DLC. If you are a 
That's not yeah, true. Like, That's not true. Captain Toad's treasure tractor. It got a whole or a tracker. It got a whole expansion. Did it really? Yeah. Okay. Ca- well, I guess I have to throw my rule out the. That goes, but, there goes my like, one rule to make sense of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, another one. Yeah, Mario Kart doesn't get DLC, but Captain Toad of all games gets a whole expansion. Like, uh, N- Nintendo makes no sense sometimes. So, I, like, my I my I think my rule is, like, if you are a big AAA Nintendo game that's not a port, generally speaking, you're probably going to get DLC. Like, Splatoon 2... Um, well, you know what? I can't even say that because Mario Odyssey didn't get anything. So I, who knows? It's a coin flip. I would love to see. It. I think we'd all love to see it. Hey, that's not fair. Odyssey exactly got what it would be. Odyssey got Luigi's Balloon World. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. So okay, the rules back on the table. So if you're a big AAA title, you get you get DLC, but it, not if you're a port. So, <laughs> so I Metroid has a chance. I think. Very interesting. We should have almost done a whole episode on this. I, I love the DLC topic. But uh, we got to move on here. Let's get to another question because we have a ton of stuff left here. Uh, this is another one from Big Griff. He asks, will the Edicoons and Koras have some role in Dread's story slash gameplay or will they just camp out in Samus's ship? I hope so. Even if, it, even if it's just like an Easter egg, like if you can see him in the background, even if you go back to your ship and like you can just see him chilling in the corner, I'd be cool with that. Um, I love I love those little guys. I actually just rescued them in Fusion. I've been playing through Fusion, and uh, I, I, it makes me happy that they are safe and sound. So yeah, I I hope so. I hope that they. I I, I think at this point we don't need to be taught how to wall jump or shine spark again. But um, maybe they can teach us something else. Who knows? Yeah, we all love our little animal buddies, regardless uh, if we're trying to go for a sick time or not. But uh, yeah, I I feel like they have to at least make an Easter egg appearance. You know, if they don't play, like, a major story role. Because, like, I could totally see something similar to what Samus Returns did, where the main menu takes place inside of Samus's gunship, but then after you beat the game, you can see the baby Metroid uh, flying around and squeaking. I could totally see them doing something like that, but you see, like, uh, the Deshores and the Edicoons just, you know, sleeping in the background, just vibing. I, th- I think that would be a nice a nice Easter egg. Yep, yep, I agree. Um, or even if you went back to the ship, you could just, like, kind of like in Metroid Prime 3... You can look around or whatever you can bedazzle your ship and then in the corner you got the Edicoons and decoras i think that'd be great that'd be nice so yeah so. all right focus wombat is back if you were given the opportunity to come up with the idea slash genre slash art style of a unique indie metroidvania what would it be so i'm not very unique and very creative when it comes to stuff like this so i i, I don't know but i'll tell you what i would love to see and they are kind of doing this kind of Kind of, sort of. But I would love to see, like, a return to, like, gothic 2D Castlevania-esque Metroidvania. Like, I'm I just, like, I'm, man, I haven't had a good 2D Castlevania game in, like, 14 years. And I'm, I've just finished watching Castlevania on Netflix, and now I'm really in the mood to play some Castlevania. And, like, they just aren't giving it to us. You know, Mercury Steam, in fact, worked on a Castlevania game, but it was, like, this 3d weird castlevania game and it's just it's not my deal so uh, i'm gonna be cheap and just say that uh, that would be my deal even though bloodstained is is out and basically filling the void that i'm complaining about right here but it's bloodstained not as... or sorry go on no, 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 i'm done okay i was i was gonna say i was i'm actually replaying bloodstained right now i was replaying i was um replaying it just before dread was announced actually and i'm still uh I'm still slowly running through it a second time. That is such a wonderful game. 
definitely, definitely, I think would make a great Inspired by Metroid segment. And if any of you are listening, just play the game. It's so cheap, and it's just, it's such a quality game. Um, absolutely would recommend. But yeah. Uh, the, the only thing about that is, is I played it on the Switch, and I played it about a year ago, and I don't know if anything's changed, but there oh, were... Oh, I, um, I heard that port was big bad Big performance at issues. Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing it on my uh, Xbox Series X. But yeah, Konami, if you're oh, listening yeah, to this, you know, um, you know, feel free to drop us a Castle there, or at least the GBA collection. That was just that was just listed. I, I wouldn't mind playing those because I haven't played any of the GBA Castlevanias yet. So that would be that would be fun to dig into. What is up with Konami, by the way? My God, like, <laughs> give us Castlevania or Metal Gear or Silent Hill. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, you you God. get you get Pachinkos and another Bomberman game. <laughs> that's yeah just and a really and a really bad contra reboot <laughs> yeah this is a pg podcast but good lord i can say some things uh, it's just ugh. um all right let's let's uh i'm sorry i didn't give you a chance to answer what do you think uh, honestly i have no idea i um i probably should have read this uh question uh beforehand given a few hours because i don't i don't really know what i would do with it see the problem is metroid is my favorite series so it's like I would my, all my suggestions would just be how to improve Metroid itself. I'm not sure what I would do from a start from scratch yeah. Metroidvania. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. You know what? I'll, just just give this? us a new Castlevania Konami. Jesus. I I am like a a huge like I, when I say cyberpunk, I don't mean the game that just came out, but I I mean like I'm a big cyberpunk fan. Is like I love Blade Runner. I love like Johnny Mnemonic. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I if I could make like a how about like a Blade Runner Metroidvania? That would be that'd be badass. I would love that. There was that oh, there was that one game at a Microsoft showcase. I cannot remember what it's called for the life of me, but it was like this pixel this pixelated 2D art kind of like dystopian future cyberpunk cyberpunkish like game. I it started with an R and I can't remember what it was called, but it looked really cool. I thought it was one of the best games in that showcase and I, it comes out next year. I'll go look it up because that that sounds like it's uh, scratching my itch here. Um, let's uh, let's keep on going here. Uh, Feral Kitsune is here with a couple questions, and uh, they ask, "What are your thoughts in regard to the new suit? Do you think it is a new suit slash upgrade or a suit that Samus has been working on or rebuilding um, on the suit she had as a fusion?" So basically, what do we think of the new suit, and uh, is this replacing the fusion suit? If I'm reading this question correctly first of all i think we all agree that this new suit looks like spectacular the new right? suit is badass i love it yeah it, it just looks it's so good we've been talking about it for the last couple weeks it's kind of like the best of so many suits combined like you got the organicness of the fusion suit you've got the um like the sharp visor lines of the samus returns suit you've got kind of the the ped looking feel from corruption you've got the white from the light suit in prime 2 like this is just an amalgamation of like every wicked suit that samus has had in this series kind of mixed into one cocktail here i think it looks great and i'm pretty sure that we're gonna have a storyline reason for this suit um i can't remember if it was in treehouse or a dread report now off the top of my head but i think it was in treehouse where they said that there was a reason for samus having this new suit so yeah it's checking all the boxes yeah, it's, there's so many, it has, like, the best of, like, all my favorite suit designs. Like, it's, like, it's sleek, but it's not too slim. You know, it has those organic uh, components uh, from the from the fusion suit. 
Um, and then it also has these. It also has this very mechanical look to it, but um, but in a way, but in a way where it naturally fits into the suit design, not like it was just like bolted on as like an additional extra. Like, and it just all, it's it's like something that in concept shouldn't work, but it just all looks so natural together, and it just comes together in a nice sleek package. Um, but that's just regarding the looks. Um, as far as its functionality, like you said, I yeah, I, I can definitely see this playing at least a major role in the events that lead up to Dread, if not a ro major role in the actual storyline within the game itself. Because it's clearly... Because it, it's clearly still has some of that fusion suit embedded to it, but it's not the fusion suit. Not even the original fusion suit, let alone the Omega suit from the end of the game. So I'm curious to see, you know, how how that led uh, to our new Dread suit or whatever it's called. Yo, we were talking about DLC. I could see a pack of DLC that, like lets you switch between Samus's suits. Can you imagine oh, the fusion suit? Oh, kind of like kind of like in um in Prime where you could switch between the Prime and the fusion suits. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm oh. talking about. Man, you see it's kind of like the Venom suit in in the movie where like the symbiote is moving but the yellow part is stationary. That would look awesome. Oh, man, that would be mm, insane. That would look good. Or better or better yet just add, add this new suit to Smash Nintendo. Like, come on. Let me use something yeah, other than would, the other M suit. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, I, I could definitely see in, like, the opening, like, prologue, if you will, getting a storyline explanation for the suit. I would imagine that it's gonna be a, a explanation, something like, after the events where I barely escaped the BSL station and, and encountered the X, we had to upgrade my suit to not have X in it, or something, it's some, some kind of throwaway line like that. Yeah. I think that's what the new suit is gonna be. Um, all right, let's keep on going here. Um, Big Griff, Accursed Hunter, is back with another question here. And uh, this is one that I haven't seen anyone talking about. Aeon is supposed to have been exclusive to SR388 going by Samus Returns. Why are Aeon abilities on ZDR then? Were the Chozo able to find a way to reproduce it? Was Chozo tech from SR388 brought to ZDR? Will Metroid Dread even answer these questions? So I feel like no, Metroid Dread will not answer these questions. Uh, I don't. Mostly, go ahead. Uh, I, I was just gonna say I don't really think it needs to answer those questions. I, I think I think it's fairly self-explanatory. Yeah. I mean the the evil Chozo or whatever those rogue Chozo were, they probably raided the planet, stole the technology, and reverse engineered it. Like I don't think you need to have this whole diatribe explanation. You know you know, paragraphs of, of information to tell that. I think, you know, you can use your own imagination to figure it out in, in a much simpler way. Yeah, I I was going to be a little less diplomatic and say, I, I don't know that anyone really cares, like, how Aeon got to ZDR. Uh, I, that's probably not true. I'm, pr I'm sure that there are some people. But, yeah, I mean, to me, the answer is fairly obvious. Either, like you said, the Dark Chozo reverse engineer it, or... Um, it's a resource that was discovered on another planet, but then brought to, you know, the rest of the Chozo planets, and that's kind of maybe how they were able to become such a uh, prosperous race of uh, of birds. So, yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah I think I that that's, uh, the simplest answer is often the best. Yeah, because I'm not even sure if I remember reading something that said Aeon was discovered on SR388. Um, I, I might I might be missing something. It might have been like something yeah, in like a I, manual I think Griff is right. Guide. I think they do say that it was discovered okay. on SR388. And I believe that they, they imply that that is why the Metroids eventually start to evolve. So like it, it does make sense. But, okay. you know, I, I, I think that it's I think that it's like a um, 
it's a quantifiable substance that you can like bottle up, take with you and, you know, bring somewhere else. So I, I think that that's probably the, the simplest and the best explanation. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I skipped over this one. Let's go back and, uh, and get fluffy wolf's question here. Um, they say that they just started listening to the podcast recently. So thank you very much. Um, their question is in Samus returns, we had the option to change between beams with the touch screen, and it seems like Mercury Steam liked to keep the ice beam separate from the other beams rather than stacking them together, and obviously the grapple beam was separate as well. But if Mercury Steam still keeps on the track record of keeping the ice beam separate, um, then we must have some way to switch between the beams fluidly. Do you think that they could implement some kind of weapons wheel, something like you might see in GTA V, to choose between beams? What do you think? I hope not. I'm not a fan of weapon wheels, uh, mostly. I think I think Doom Eternal does it pretty nicely. I we talked about this actually on on my debut episode when we were talking about um, Prime Trilogy controls, but um, I don't really I don't even think Metroid Dread really needs a weapon wheel. I think you know the Switch has um, a lot more buttons than the 3DS, so I think if they do decide to keep the ice beam and the regular stackable beam separate, I'm sure they could easily find a way to be able to swap those on the fly. I mean, you have, you can even press in the thumbsticks too as well. So yeah, I, I don't think that's too much of a problem. I think you can implement that and make it really speedy. Yeah. You know, I, um, I guess my answer is kind of a multi-layered here on one hand, I would be fine with the weapon wheel actually. Like I'm a big Axiom Verge fan. They use a weapon wheel in that game, even though realistically speaking, you only use like one or two beams that entire game. But I think that the idea is fine enough. Um, so I, I think that that is okay. I actually don't know that I would just want to see the ice beam separate from the rest of the beams. I I don't know. Like, I feel like switching between beams works in, like, the Prime games. Or maybe worked in the Prime games. I don't know if it would work, you know, um, as well anymore just because you don't have the C-stick. Uh, maybe it would. I don't know. But anyway, so it, it, it worked on the Prime games, but... I feel like in 2D Metroid games, typically you get a beam and it's like, that's, that's your beam. And they, they either stack or there is a reason why it's separate and, or it only lasts for a limited time. Um, so I would say that it doesn't, I, I would hope that they're not separate. Um, storyline wise too, we don't know if Samus is even going to be able to have the ice beam because she was not able to have that infusion until basically the end of the game. So um, maybe that's still a thing, you know, if she, has, if she still has Metroid DNA, she probably is going to have something similar to the ice missiles or some kind of, you know, different, different kind of way to freeze enemies. So yeah, I, um, I don't know. I, it's, it's multi-layered here. I wouldn't mind seeing it, but I, I think I'd just rather have like, you know, my arsenal kind of all in one, all in one piece. But I, I actually, I don't mind switching between other weapons maybe i just need to see it in order to you know get a grasp on it and appreciate it i think the thing with samus returns i don't think it quite works in that game because i don't think they give you the game doesn't really give you that much of a reason to switch to the ice beam with the exception of fighting metroids otherwise it's yeah. relatively useless with you know the occasional freezing an enemy to use it as, as a platform um i think if the game gave you more of a of a reason to switch your weapons because because that's why i think it works so well in prime is because the weapons are are not just weapons they're tools to a puzzle and you want to select the best tool to solve that puzzle or exploit an enemy weakness and the level design is mapped all around that as well as the rest of samus's abilities in such a clear and concise way 
and I don't think Samus Returns quite did it with with regards of switching between the ice and the regular stack wall beam. So I think if they if they did something uh, like Prime style with uh, Dread, I think it could work. But otherwise, just keep it together. You know, I actually think I've I've found something. I've discovered something while we were talking here along this question here. So I agree with what you're saying, actually. Um, whereas like. It was a little bit clunky in Samus Returns. You know, it, it was fine enough, but, like, I I don't really want all my beams separate, like, in Samus Returns. But then I'm thinking about it, and, like, in 2D Metroid games, I don't really love having the Ice Beam on a bunch of times, because, like, it freezes enemies rather than destroys them, and you have to fire twice, whereas, you know, in, in most instances, you would have only had to fire once. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if my answer is just, like, I wonder if we need the ice beam, you know, as we know it in this game. You Obviously, you needed it in Samus Returns because your main objective was killing Metroids. And, you know, what better to do that than with the ice beam? But I actually, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm ready to move on from the ice beam as a concept. I, I don't know. Interesting. I, I think... That's, I, that's kind of blasphemous, I think. Well, I, I, I can understand where you're coming from, because the Ice Beam really hasn't evolved that much. Like, you use it for the exact... I mean, you've been using it for the exact same tasks since... I mean, since the original game. You don't really do that much new with it. You freeze enemies to use as a platform. You freeze Metroid so that you can actually kill them. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's... uh. I didn't think that we were going to get there, but maybe maybe that's where we ended up. Um, let's keep going here. Hayden's has a good question that uh, maybe is designed to bring us back down to Earth here, Doom. He asks, There has been a lot of positivity surrounding this game, which is exactly what it needs leading up to release. However, what concerns do you have based on what we've seen so far, if any? I... Ooh. So I only have one concern, and I and I'm putting quotations around concern because I'm I'm hyped as hell for this game. Like I, my body is ready. Like I'm super excited for this game. Pretty much everything. I actually I released a video like literally five hours before Dread was revealed about where I wanted to see 2D Metroid go, and with um within that first uh, trailer we got, as well as some clips that I saw on Twitter, pretty much every issue that i had with samus returns has been addressed so i'm already like right from the gate i'm i'm like full steam ahead there is one there is one minor issue though that doesn't really have me concerned but i would rather them not repeat this from samus returns and that's having um each level in sequential order so basically the way that a metroid game works typically is you go is you explore one area and then you'll explore another, and then maybe you'll come back to another area, and then you'll explore a new area, and then you'll come back to the second area. Or or maybe you'll do it like a Zelda Dungeon style, where you'll primarily focus on one area, then you'll primarily focus on another area, maybe backtrack to the first area, but you're still primarily doing that mm-hmm. second area, and you're going and you're doing there. Samus Returns is probably the most linear Metroid game in the sense that you are just going from area to one to area two, area three. And you don't need to backtrack at all unless you're going for 100%. You can complete the game without backtracking to a single area. And that, that to me, kind of... I don't want to say betrays the Metroid formula, but I much, I much prefer getting lost in the planet and exploring. Like, one of my favorite feelings, and I talk about this in my video, is 
you know, there's a moment, there's um, Zero Mission, going back to Kraid's Lair. When I was a little kid playing that game, trying to figure out how to progress through the game, and then all of a sudden I remembered, oh wait, there's those bomb blocks at the um, at the start of Brinstar, and I haven't I haven't gone back there since I got my bomb like like ways ago. And so I go back, I bomb the lair, and I find Kraid's Lair, and that was such a mind blowing moment to me. And to me, those are like that is like one of the core tenets of Metroid. That's Metroid. For me. That is yeah. like yeah. that is like that is a feeling of satisfaction that no other game that can provide, and in, in quite in quite that way. It's it's a Metroid moment, like you just said, and so from we don't we have no idea what the progression is going to be like in the game. But Mercury Steam did make some comments that I mean it could be interpreted either way. But basically, they said that Dread was going to be the opposite of Samus Returns, where in Samus Returns, Samus starts from the top of the planet and makes her way underground more and more until the end of the game. She's almost at the core of the planet. And then they describe Dread as, as it being in the opposite, where she starts underground, but makes her way up to the surface. And I'm hoping that that's not indicating Dread being another sequential order game. I'm hoping, I'm hoping what they mean is that the final area will be on the surface, but that you're still backtracking between areas as you explore and you upgrade yourself. But even if it is sequential, I mean, Samus Returns is a great game. I'm sure Dread's going to be a great game. It's... Not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, but I do kind of hope that we do get right. that classic Metroid formula. I actually think that um, that already, from what we've seen in the Treehouse, we're like you're very quickly in. Uh, oh God, what's the first uh, area's name? Ateria. There's yeah, Artarius um, and like Catarsis, or I think Catarsis. You very quickly go from the first area to the second. Is my point. So like, I I think that there is going to be a little bit more interconnectivity. Um, for sure, but I, I agree with you. Actually, I think that I think that AM2R maybe does a little bit of a better job of kind of uh, zigzagging you around, but just inherently, that's kind of the design of the game. Um, you know, my my concern shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that has consistently listened to the show. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> you know where this is going. So, Metroid Fusion is one of my. I don't want to say. I guess, technically speaking, it's one of my least favorite Metroid games. I still love the game. It's great. But in comparison to other Metroid games, it's not my favorite. And it's pretty much because of the constant stop, start, listen to Adam, get your objective, and go. I really, I, I think that that just like took away from the game so much that Adam constantly and consistently told you where you needed to be, what your objective was, and it he just like stopped you all the time to to stop and listen to what he had to say um granted you got a lot of the story across that way but i i think that metroid prime and like other games have shown that you can tell a great metroid story while not sacrificing the constant movement and the the getting lost and stuff like that so i hope that we don't see that in this game like you know already we can see us stopping and talking to adam um and his little stations I don't want to have to to listen to Adam for like long periods of time. I just want to be able to explore and go and go where I want and not be explicitly told where to go. I think that they should have that option. You know, if you're playing on, let's say, I don't know, maybe there's an, an option where you can toggle hints on and off. I think that they've done that in other Metroid games. I think that, that should be included, but I just want the option to turn it off. Whereas in Fusion, it's like, here is your objective. Go here. Any objections? And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm a little bit concerned about, but 
I mean, I, at the end of the day, is it going to ruin the experience? Of course not. But I, I am hoping for a little bit more freedom of movement. Yeah. Yeah, Fusion is my second favorite game, third favorite if we include AM2R. But I, I also agree with your criticism, actually. I think, um, I think that is definitely one of Fusion's biggest weaknesses. Obviously, it doesn't damper the experience for me as much as it does you, even though you still enjoy the game. But yeah, I definitely... I definitely think we're going to get some of that to a degree. I don't think we're going to get anywhere near as much as Fusion, though. So I can only I can only hope that that it doesn't um, you know that it doesn't drag down the experience and and at the very least, hopefully that the cuts that the cutscenes are skippable. So if you're doing a replay, yes. so if you're doing a replay or if you're speed running the game, then you can just like hey press plus, get it out of there, let's keep going. Yeah, or like at least give us a cool cutscene if if you're going to constantly be talking to Adam. You know what I mean? Like in Fusion, it's just like you're just talking to the computer and it's the same navigation screen. Hey, over you're just checking. You're just checking Adam's DMs. <laughs> yeah, it's just, and my God, the text goes so slow in the Game Boy Advance. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not trying to bury Fusion here, but I'm just you know I've been replaying. I've played probably like. 50 hours of Metroid Fusion this week. Yeah, because so you're you're. I, it's all fresh. Yeah, you're creating a 100% guide. I am. I, I'm about seventy uh, percent done. I think. Right nice. Now. So that should be that should be done soon. Um, okay. Let's. Man, this is a question made for you. It's a question <laughs> about nothing yes. in particular. But here we go. Our boy Quest Boy. Uh, shout out to him, by the way, in his art. His art is is awesome. You got to be following him over on Twitter. He even made us a couple um, of emotes in the Discord. <laughs> uh, Metroid Doom crossover. Yay or nay? If you say no, I will judge you. Hell question. yes. Let's <laughs> go. Let's do it. <laughs> game of the year every year. Doom Troid. I'm pretty much, I'm game for like any kind of crossover. Because like, I feel like crossovers inherently are just kind of like a little bit more goofy and they can be like, like Alien versus Predator, you know? Like that was a goofy movie. It didn't hurt anybody. It was, it was cool. It was a spectacle. I like that kind of stuff. And I feel like if Alien could do it, why can't Metroid do it? I mean, there's a lot of, yeah. I'm just saying, uh, for people that have played Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, you know that there's definitely there, there's definitely some Metroid influence in uh, particular sections of those games, without giving away yes. any spoilers. But, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I obviously, will, will it actually happen? No. But, like, theoretically, I could totally see, like, a type of game that could incorporate both, uh, both game types. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, it's funny, Dak and I got in a huge argument once about... I wanted to cover Doom on a Inspired by Metroid. And he's like, man, Doom inspired, like, yeah, he said Doom inspired Metroid Prime, not the other way around. And then we, we went back and forth and back and forth. But maybe one day. I don't. Maybe mm, one day. I, I, I don't know. There's Because there's definitely. He, he's not wrong, by the way. Well, he's not wrong. Well, the, the thing is, like, there's definitely, there's definitely some, there there's, I think they both share DNA to a degree. Obviously, Doom inspired Metroid Prime, but even. Um, you know, Doom 2016 and, uh, and especially Doom Eternal, which again, no spoilers, but you know, the mo if you've played the game, you know, the moment that I'm, uh, that I'm talking about, but there, there's definitely, uh, definitely some classic Metroid, uh, DNA there to a degree as well. Um, I don't think there's enough of that DNA to warrant an entire episode on it though. Cause it's not like the genre is the same. It's not like Batman Arkham or Guacamelee where they're like, clearly like they are these Metroidvania inspired games, whereas Doom... They're more like little elements or like little nods or Easter eggs here and there. I still have to play Doom Eternal. I'm looking at it on my shelf right now. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta finish it. I, d- I got the first one done, so I just gotta get Eternal. All right, we have three more questions here. Um, I think we have time to to blitz them here, so let's just uh, let's just go. 
Crimson Paladin asks, Since the game apparently has voice acting, do you think it's likely that Samus will also have voice acting? No. I, th- I think... Um, I think that she will have voice acting in the same way that, like, Mario has voice acting. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, yeah. Like, there, there are like, sounds like a, and there are grunts. Or like Jennifer Hill's grunts in the Prime Trilogy. Yeah, I- exactly. I-, I don't know... You know, it- it's funny because, like, to me, it was it was so weird seeing Samus, like, doing her monologuing in Metroid Fusion because I started with Me- Super Metroid and then Metroid and then Metroid 2. So, like... And then Metroid Prime, so to hear her talking so much in Fusion was like, oh, this is weird. Um, and then, of course, Other M. So I I just don't know that people want, like, I don't know that they want to hear Samus talk. And just because she's, like, a character where, like, her actions do the talking for her. Maybe I'm completely off base here, but um, I, I just, I don't think that Samus will have dialogue voice acting i i don't think so i think we would have seen that in the trailer mm-hmm. if that was going to be the case I'm, maybe not i'm not opposed to it personally as long as as, as long as you know sakamoto isn't writing the script or, or localizing uh localizing it you know no offense to you sakamoto i love you but you know not gonna forget that but uh but yeah um i <laughs> one thing that i would love love to see and i'm i don't even necessarily think this is gonna happen i'd love it if she doesn't speak the entire game and then right before the credit she says like a sentence or like two words and then boom cut to credits i think that'd be pretty funny but i i don't think that's gonna happen either yeah that that'd be good i i would totally like like mission accomplished adam and then boom roll credits yeah you know i i just think that for me when it comes to samus less is more yeah you know like just uh let your actions do the talking for you and i think that we already see that in the uh the fight with corpius like she's you know, she's all kinds of ass kicking in that, so I, I think that we're gonna see that. Yeah, I'm purposely um, I'm purposely avoiding like as much treehouse gameplay as possible. After the uh the trailer and that um the six minute developer doc that went through, I've purposely been, you know, trying to keep myself blind so I can go in but you know, I've seen like little screenshots and clips on Twitter and one of the things I did see was that uh that ending cutscene to that boss battle, which is just mm. perfection. Mm-mm. Yeah, no kidding. You'll love that to see such it. Such a good such a good moment. Um, all right, let's go. I skipped this question here. So, uh, Sir Viper asks, do you think the Emmys are after Samus because she has something they want to extract from her? Metroid DNA from the fusion suit, Chozo from being infused with it at a young age, or perhaps even X if it wasn't completely absorbed. The Emmys seem to stab her with a big needle, so I was wondering if it's not killing her, they are really after. Well, you know, as we established earlier, um... That is the that is the goal of the Emmys is to extract DNA from unknown organisms, but I think that they definitely kill you if they're extracting that DNA from the looks of the trailer. But I, I mean, yeah, I, I think that that could very well be the case that they're going after the, of of the options that are listed. The Metroid DNA makes more sense to me because, like, you know, now there are no more Metroids in the galaxy except for the the DNA that's in Samus's body. So. That could very well be why the Emmys have been turned against Samus. Mm-hmm. So I could totally see that, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think killing her is their main purpose. It's just that's a byproduct of, like, the deadly injection. Because, like, that goes... Like, that's a brutal takedown. Like, that goes right into her neck. Like, I'm shocked they actually, like... They actually showed that in, like, in a Nintendo game. But, yeah. But I think I think they're yeah. primarily trying to extract the DNA. And then, you know, what, what happens after that just kind of happens. <laughs> 
Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's keep going here. Uh, Sir Viper is back with another great question here. I'm really excited to see a living Chozo. Do you guys want to see Samus talk about slash show any of sort of flashback to her growing up or training with the Chozo? The only thing we have ever really gotten was that flashback in Zero Mission before the trial of her and Old Bird. I've personally always wanted to see more. I hope Other M didn't scare Nintendo forever from having Samus talk. I liked her brief conversations and monologues in Fusion. So we kind of just covered the whole talking bit here, but maybe let's let's go and focus on the flashback aspect. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm not super in love with like the flashback idea just in general. Um, I, I think that it's, I think that there's something cool about the mystery of Samus being like chosen by the Chozo and like, um, I, I don't, I don't know that I need to see her like doing pushups or like, you know, a big training montage with the Chozo. I would like to learn more about the Chozo for sure, but like maybe the circumstances that, that brought them to taking Samus in their care if they knew that she was something special or like, you know, what, what that kind of looked like rather than just like showing Samus herself training with them. What about you? I think that the story that Mercury, Stamen, Sakamoto are trying to tell in Metroid Dread should take precedent before all other story elements. And so if, if there is a flashback, I hope it's there to enhance the story that is being told not just there as just a piece of fan service that doesn't serve the greater narrative being told. Because if that's it, then no, I don't want it. But if it does, if it does serve the narrative, if it does, if it does make the experience, you know, that much more um, oh, digestible, that's the word I was looking for, then yeah, I think it could work. But I'm not really for or against it, just whatever benefits the story more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you know what, we're going to do one more question here and then we'll get out of here because I think that this is a good question and I want to give our man Big Griff some love because there's like a thousand questions I don't think, of his. I don't think we, I don't think we answered a single one of his yet, did we? <laughs> no, we, 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 threw him, uh, we threw him a bunch of bones here. I'm not even going to say a couple bones. We, we threw him a bunch of bones. Um, but let's end on this one. In Metroid Fusion, super missiles were a direct upgrade to regular missiles. Since Dread is a sequel to Fusion, do you think Dread will have super missiles also be a direct upgrade to regular missiles i don't um, think so i think the reason i think the reason they opted for that in fusion was because the game boy advance had far less buttons than the super nes at the time and then by the time zero mission came out i think they figured out a way how to go back to the classic um missile super missile swap by using the select button the switch has far more buttons than uh, not only the gba but even the 3ds as we talked about earlier so i i think they're still going to be swappable in this game but you never know. Maybe they will go back to it. I, you know what? I think I've, I have a two-parter here. I have a two-parter. I think that they will be separate, but I think that maybe there will be a bigger distinction between them. Like, like kind of we were talking about with the ice beams earlier. Like maybe there's regular missiles and like maybe there's like big bomb ice missiles or something like that. Like something to just set them apart other than the super missile just hits a little bit harder. I, you know, I actually hope that they are separate because I like to go sweep the map and get, like, all the collectibles, and, and that's a big part of the fun of Metroid to me. So, like, um, having having all the different kinds of, of collectibles and upgrades and stuff like that hidden around the map and using your skills to get them is, is such a big part of what makes a Metroid game fun to me. And I think that the more diversity in the items hidden around the map, the better, even if it is just a missile to a super missile. So, yeah. 
I think I think that they probably will be separate, and I think that they probably should be separate. Slightly slightly deviating from the topic, what I think would be really cool is if your missiles and super missiles, they were separate, but they still had stackable upgrades like your beam. So your missile could be upgraded throughout the course of your game, but also your super missile could be upgraded throughout the course of the game. And they could do, like, individual unique abilities. Like, maybe your regular missiles could get, like, the, uh, the Seeker missile from, from the Prime series. And maybe your Super mm-hmm. Missile could do something else that I can't think of right now. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah, because, like, even in Fusion, you have, like, the Diffusion missiles, yeah. which, you know, have the big, like, uh, puff of ice that goes around them and freezes everything. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a cool little innovation that that game had. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we, uh, we have reached the end of our questions here we are out of time but uh man thank you guys so much for all of the great questions uh we wish that we could have answered all of them but um i i think that we got some some good stuff out of here doom yeah absolutely uh thanks for having me on again i always love doing these always uh i think this is my first q a as well so you know it's fun answering all your questions i love god q a episodes are so good because like you can just you, other people do your work for you. It's yeah, it's awesome. true. You don't have to write out your scripts. You don't have to do any bullet points. You can just spitball and free throw, free throw. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. free big, flow. There big we go. Griff, big Griffin just writes the whole show for you. So shout out to you and shout out to everybody that asked. Um, and, and of course, shout out to Doom for filling in for Dak on on a last minute uh, call in here. Appreciate that and appreciate you uh, hanging out with me for tonight but that is it we are uh we are going to get out of here of course we're going to have some more metro dread content for you next week i think we're going to cover the sakamoto diary so that is going to be very very interesting um but until then we want to encourage you to head on over to twitter and uh, give us a follow we are at omega metro pod i am at spateri 316 doom is at doominal cross and we are over on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, Omega Metroid Podcast. Like and subscribe. Recommend us to that Metroid fan in your life. Tell them where they can get their weekly Metroid fix. Um, and that's it, everybody. Until next week, we'll see you then. Take care.